Utah's most listened to sports radio afternoon show. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding members forward for over 80 years. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Is everybody ready? Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Big Show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Big thanks to Joe Ingles and Mike Conley. We played their media availabilities uh, there toward the back part of the 4 o'clock hour. Uh, so a little bit later than usual, but let's go ahead and get to it. It's time for the Not Sports Report, brought to you by the LHM Used Car Supermarket. Over 1,000 used vehicles in inventory. Shop online, lhmusedcars.com. Gordo, where are we going today? We're going to the UK. Okay. All right. All right. Okay, imagine this, if you will, Jake. Apparently, there is an animal park, a safari park, in a town called Merseyside uh, that has, you know, lions and tigers and bears, oh Oh my, my, and all that. But they also have, like, packs of baboons in this animal park. I believe they're called troops. uh, (laughs) Is that what they're called? I believe so. Anyway, uh, what apparently the baboons have been creating mischief because some of the motorists who have driven through there have been attacked by the baboons wielding knives, screwdrivers, and one person reported a chainsaw. Uh, this this is total fake news, right? Where is this? CNN. No, this is the New York Post. Ah, I see. That tabloid. Yeah, right. That rag. It's gotten to the point now where mechanics have set up shop near the park to help uh, service the cars that have been damaged. I mean, what would you do if you saw a baboon lugging around a chainsaw? Probably hope I'd wake up at some point because I was dreaming. I don't believe any of this. Not a well, chance. Somewhat, but an employee at the park uh, fell into your camp and, quote, we believe many of these stories have grown into exaggeration as they've been retold. But as I said, there are shops near the park. It's a 550 acre park, by the way. Uh, it uh, They have wildebeests, they have camels. <laughs> Careful, they spit. They have rhinos, and they're they're setting up. Oh, shop Mitt Romney's so, there, huh? Because oh, so many no so political many, political. So many cars are coming out of there, um, you know, damaged. So I mean, I I just have you ever taken your have you ever taken uh, have you ever been to a, one of those drive through motorized uh, animal safari parks? No. Mm-mm. Well, I have. And the last thing I want to do is see some baboon chasing me with a chainsaw. Yeah, I saw that at the Jungle Cruise at Disneyland. It's real. Um, I read it in the New York Post, in fact. (laughs) Uh, What this means is some car mechanic has created this wildfire of tail and is actually going out there and damaging cars so that they have to bring it to him there on the corner. I would believe that first. I would believe that before the the other. 
this is what some authorities are saying. They think either some of the guests at the park have given screwdrivers and knives to the baboons, but others say they have broken, they've lifted them out of the back of pickup trucks and whatnot. And they've gotten into toolboxes and taken the, the tools and then come after other cars. Hmm. It, I, I want a video no, or a no, look, Yeah, right. I mean, hold on, you guys are so freaking skeptical about everything. I'm just telling you, I got to admit, the chainsaw one sounded a little far-fetched. Where'd he get the gasoline for the chainsaw? <laughs> well, right. it was already in there. Eddie but was convenient. Eddie was able to maneuver the like safety thing that you have to do and, and you have pull to the pull trigger. That pretty and you hard. Have to pull yeah. it hard. Yeah, right. Uh-huh. And you're right. There's a little safety lever. Right. Yeah. One of the people that was interviewed for the story, he said, uh, "Quote: I have a mate with a garage in St. Helens, and it's exactly the same. The kids start chirping, chirping up, saying that they want monkeys all over the car, and the next thing you know." You're driving home with uh, your license plate gone and uh, damaged vehicles. And so the mechanics say, just wave them in and they, 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 you know, fix their cars for them. Bingo. There you go. I'm with Austin on this. This is total sabotage. Like our license plate was gone and we had a bunch of dents. It must have been the baboons. No, it was, it was, uh, Bob, the mechanic, who snuck in, damaged your car. And then when you happen to be driving out, like, oh, hey, did you not notice the damage? Come on in. Yeah, I've seen Aladdin. He trains that monkey to go and steal and pickpocket for him. So that that's what's happening here. These are baboons, man. You don't mess with a baboon. Right? Well, if he has a chainsaw, yeah, I'm not going <laughs> to. He doesn't. Even if he doesn't have a chainsaw, those things will get you. <laughs> I'm probably as likely to run into it a baboon with a chainsaw as I am to run into it a baboon without a chainsaw. Okay, so if you were driving your car and there was a, a baboon, a bunch of baboons that came in and started uh, doing some damage, what would you do? Would you would you steer out of the way? Would you step on the accelerator? Would you lock the doors? What? Uh, let's see. What do baboons like to eat? Anybody have any ideas? Chainsaws, I believe. Uh, like, uh, I don't know. Is is Carrots. bananas too cliche, or are they into like? Uh, They're more in melon. Are they type more primate, of a, yeah. whatever? I I would I would try and smear that food onto Gordon. <laughs> Here, baboon. <laughs> and then and then duck out the other side of the car. This is ridiculous. <laughs> what you guys think this hasn't happened? Do you think this is all a, a tall tale? Yes. What about you, Gordon? Do you, you don't? really believe this? I, I, as I said, I'm not sure about a chainsaw. <laughs> but yet they reported in the story as fact, so yet you don't believe part well, of the well, story, someone, but the someone, rest? Someone, someone did. Uh, just because part of the story isn't true See, doesn't mean all of it is. This sounds like a Gordon Monson story, where you say it's 100% true that you went surfing and fought off a shark single-handedly. No, that's all true. By the way, this but story I believe you went surfing. appeared in the Sunday Times. Oh, well, uh, so, what, the, so uh, the failing New York Times? No, the Sunday Times over there in Britain. You, you know. can pick it up at the car wash. Oh, the, the Sunday Times, like they, they get it better over there? It's not fake news <laughs> over there? It was on Sunday, it's true. You're writing about a baboon and a chainsaw, and all of a sudden their journalistic credibility is like, oh, these guys, well, they never uh, embellish. As I have said a thousand times to you, to both of you, 
99.5555% of what I've said is absolutely 100% true. Just because I stretch the truth on one or two occasions <laughs> does not mean that all the other things are false. But it means you are inclined to lie at least no. point four, four no. No, because six, when six, I, six percent no, because, of the time. Well, no, when I did tell a fib, I knew you guys knew that I was telling a fib. It was obvious. But all these other stories that you claim are not true are 100 percent true. It's always obvious. We know. All right, then. Punched a shark away. Please. <laughs> Please. <laughs> I'm telling you. I, I said I, back, I not, shark! I, I am 100% telling you the truth. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you turned to your friend and said, we better get a bigger boat. And then paddled the shore and uh, went to dinner with the swimsuit model of the year. It's all true. It's all 100% true. All of that. I've admitted to you the times that I've taken truth and stretched it to the point of being untrue. Uh, all the other times, 100% fact, and then including you, punching the shark. And then you do a thing like tell us that you didn't park across four parking, parking spots. Parking stall lines yeah. are merely suggestions. Right. Mm-hmm. And dig and in I your heels you, on that, and we're expected yeah. to believe every other time you dig in your heels. No, because you know for a fact that that little audio you just played was... Uh, that was not. I was forced into saying that. You were, but the, the story still has a really solid source. It, it does not. It I don't does. Care. I don't care who your source is. It's an absolute fabrication and a lie. I, and I and I stand by that. And I will stand by that till kingdom come. All right, but I, I'm telling you, this source has integrity, and has never led me astray before. Do they write for the Sunday Times? No, they don't. Know, they don't write for the Post either. Ah, but you won't tell me who it is. So uh, you're you don't you're not. You can't rely on them enough to to tell me who it was. Well, I don't want to put them in harm's way. You're you're oh, upset about you this I'm whole right? thing. <laughs> think you're gonna like uh, like poison their dinner and, and or something? You don't share your sources with Jake. You're correct. You 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 even refer to us as co-worker, not by name in the paper. I, I just think said source should uh, should uh, gut up and and uh, put his name on it. Well, wait, I, is it a he? Yeah, it could be easily a she. Whoever it is, and and all all you know is it was not me because I was on the air at the time. <laughs> I have no clue who it was, oh, but but it's it's good. Trust it's me, absolute fabrication. Right. <laughs> so that the point. What was it? Ninety nine point five five five. You said. Yeah. Okay. And you guys have known when I've purposely stretched it. So, oh, so there's a chance you've accidentally stretched it? No. Oh. No, that's what I'm saying. All right, coming up next, we're going to get to uh, what's going on. It'll take place uh, or take the place of Sounds of Various Clips today. We'll let you hear from DJ and PK. They had Tim Reynolds on today to talk about the jazz. And then Hans had a conversation with Utah State Athletic Director John Hartwell, who said some interesting things. So we'll get to those. Coming up next, stay tuned. It, it is so the violated. big show. You know, Why? So violated. Hey, we, I'd be more likely to, to buy your chainsaw monkey thing if it weren't for the, the parking <laughs> stall thing. <laughs> huh, I'm just reading what's in the post, man. That's all. Out to the zone phone we go. Joining us now from Wasatch Medical Clinic, he's our friend Andrew Reinhardt. Andrew, let's help our listeners with their love lives. Yes, Wasatch Medical is helping a lot of guys 
with their love lives using acoustic wave therapy, which is a great alternative for erectile dysfunction uh, to the pills or to the injections. Now, uh, American Urological Association, that's a big journal, they recently tested this technology. Uh, Therapeutic advances in urology, another clinical study that was done showing that this can reverse the ED, get a guy back to his younger years, and treat the root cause problem, which is that lack of blood flow. So we're seeing a lot of guys, they come in frustrated, uh, nothing has worked, and they leave after just two to three weeks of treatments, feeling much better about life in the bedroom and getting away from having to take the pill. I would imagine that's the, you know, a, a big deal would be getting back to normal, getting away from the pill and the other treatments that require all this planning, bring that spontaneity back, right? Yes. We see guys that are, you know, maybe in their 50s that get back to function like in their 30s. You know, it might not make you a teenager again. It's not a miracle worker, but but more natural. Uh, a guy in his 70s that mentioned it made function like when he was in his 50s. So this is pretty common. Um if you're noticing that things aren't going so well in the bedroom, uh, maybe you're having a failure or two here or there, there's a very good chance we can help you. This treatment can restore that spontaneity in the bedroom. 801-901-8000 is the number to call. Get on that schedule. Come in, uh, see the doctor, find out if you're a good candidate, and a little something extra for free as well. Yes, we want to make sure everybody is a good candidate that goes through with these treatments. So we will have you meet with a doctor first. He'll do a screening. He will test your blood flow, which is different than drawing blood, by the way. It is a blood flow test, not a blood test. Really cool. And by the way, it's all free. So if you're struggling with ED, you're ready to put a stop to this, call us. We'll do that free. Plus, a little special gift. This has been really popular, produces instant results in the bedroom. 801-901-8000. 801-901-8000. Call right now, 801-901-8000, Wasatch Medical Clinic. Thanks, Andrew. Thank you. All right. We'll have sounds of various clips. Also, what's going on? Also, drop of the day. All at the same time next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. If you missed yesterday's uh, sounds uh, uh, of various uh, clips, then you won't know exactly what we're talking about right now. But that is definitely appointment radio, isn't it? down to Georgia. He was looking for a soul to steal. He was in a bind because he was way behind and he was willing to make a deal. When he came this one goes out of Cameron on a Total Request Tuesday. Your go-to karaoke songs at Jake Scott Zone at Austin Horton at Gordon Monson. Want to remind you about our friends at Action Plumbing, Heating and Electrical. Spring into action. Mention this ad and receive $33 off any service. Call today. 801-833-3333. That's 801-833-3333. Action plumbing. All right, time for sounds of various clips. We're also going to do basically what's going on here as we have a couple of clips to play. Uh, Gordon, let's start with um, our friends DJ and PK. They had Tim Reynolds, who covers the AP or covers the NBA for the AP, give his take on Orlando and what he expects from the Jazz. The Jazz have a huge replacement in trying to figure out how to come up with production with Bogdanovich out. But you put them in the mix as far as, well, we don't know. Maybe they can. I absolutely do. Um, 
I mean, I make no secret about it. I think Quinn Snyder, I don't even know if I'd say he's one of. I think he is the underrated coach in the NBA. And maybe that's market. I don't get it. But you look at the Jazz every year, and they're a team that starts the year with, okay, if everything goes right, maybe. And then they kind of start slow, and then they get so much better. Quinn's a teacher. Quinn makes teams better. If the Jazz were fully healthy, would they have a better chance? Of course. You still have an elite guard, an elite big. I love Joe Ingles. He's a total X factor. Anybody who thinks that the Jazz are first round and out of here automatically because they lost a guy, I don't know if I'd make that bet. I really like them, and I like Quinn. And Quinn in the seven-game series is going to create matchups for anybody who's coached on the other side. I don't care who it is. So are there matchups that are better or worse for the Jazz? Because I think Jazz fans believe there are, and they're hanging on your every word right now. (laughs) Well, we can't have them doing that. Um, (laughs) You know, I guess we'll know more probably in the next few days. First off, I will say this. I think the the elephant in the room, the storyline that they are still getting asked about, can Donovan and Rudy coexist? I think it's comical. I honestly do. I think it's silly. They're not best friends. We knew that before March 11th. Guess what? It was working then. You watch them interact here, it's working now. When you have a center that's that good and a guard that's that good, you can be a matchup problem for anybody. I I think I've asked Adam Silver if there's a rule that the Jazz and the Rockets have to play every, every playoff series. It seems as though that that's become a rule in recent years. I, I don't know if I, I don't think that's a bad matchup for Houston or for Utah. I really don't. I don't think it's a bad matchup for them. Like, you know, Russell Westbrook had had the virus. We don't know what Russ is going to be. And Houston's going to be under such enormous pressure. Is this going to finally be the year that they do it? Is this going to be the year they break through? What's going to happen with D'Antoni in the future? The Jazz don't have a lot of pressure on them. The Jazz can come in and play their style of basketball. They can play a very loose, a very fun style. I don't, I mean, other than the Lakers, Clippers, the teams that are on paper, the two most talented teams in the West, I I don't think anybody would be automatically a matchup nightmare for Utah because, again, when you have an elite rim protector and a guy who can score on anybody in this league in Donovan, you take your chances. I, 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 Again, other than I would say they're not favored against the Lakers, I would say they're not favored against the Clippers, and you could argue that they can easily beat any other team here in a seven-game series. So, Tim, I've always thought that Denver was overlooked. I know she didn't say Denver. What are your feelings about the Nuggets? I like them. I just I don't love them. I just and, – and, and you know what? I, I'm sure they're going to prove me wrong. Because they are they are really good, and Michael Malone, I don't think he's as underrated as Quinn, but I think he's another coach like Quinn, um, like Eric Spolstra in, in Miami. He's one of those coaches that does not get enough credit, and he's brilliant. He absolutely is. I just they just seem to me. I, I forgive the really high tech analysis here. They just seem like they're missing something to me, and I don't know what it is. I really don't. I wish I knew what it was. They've got a great center, and, you know, Jokic, he's changed his body. Yes, he's coming off the virus. We all know that. But he's in really good shape. Um, He can play all five positions. He can defend probably three of them really well. They're a team that you definitely – I'm guilty of overlooking them. I I am. But 
in, in a seven-game series, as everything stands now, the way people are right now, I, I would take Utah over Denver. I, I would. I, I think, I, I again, I, I, an Elite One and Elite Five to me is better than just an Elite Five. That's, that's the way I look at Utah, and that's why I give them – and I call Donovan a one, but it's I give I give Utah the edge over a lot of teams just because that duo is a lot better than people realize, and it's a lot better than a lot of other duos that are here. All right, there you go. That was DJ and PK with Tim Reynolds of the AP. Um, you you said you were really high on Denver yesterday, Gordon. I I tend to kind of edge over with with Tim. Um, but he seems to think like if the Jazz played the Nuggets in a in a first round series, the Jazz would have the advantage. I I don't necessarily disagree, actually. Well, that's what he said. So if that's what he thinks, that's what he thinks. Uh, I I kind of agree with what he was talking about that the Jazz are in fine position. Uh, that I think that they can overcome the loss of Bogdanovich if things go a certain way. But on the other hand, I also agree that the West is so very difficult. I'm not, I'm not sure I'm favor. I don't know who I'm favoring over who, after uh, the Lakers and the Clippers, because I think the rest of it is all just knotted up. What I what I'm lacking with the Nuggets, I guess, is do they have a number one a guy who's going to go get you a bucket regardless when it comes right down to it? Because Nikola Jokic is he's a he's a great player, he's a great all around player. I just don't know if he's that. Gary Harris is really good. Maybe that's the that's or not Gary Harris. Who am I thinking? Jamal Murray is really good. Then maybe he would be best suited for that role. Um, but I don't know. I, I would take, in a crunch time situation where I had to get a bucket, I'd take Donovan over, over anybody that the Nuggets have. Maybe so, but uh, the Nuggets are off the good. You know, Rudy has had some good games against that team, but he's also struggled in some games. And with uh, Jokic being what he is, so difficult at uh, in both a physical way down low and being able to face up and hit those deep shots, that's a tough. Uh, that's a tough thing for the Jazz to have to deal with. All right, let's move on. This is uh, from Scotty's conversation with John Hartwell, athletic director of the Aggies. I thought uh, this is from the Aggies All the Way podcast. Very insightful. Let's get a, a few of the AD's thoughts. Do you think that at the FBS level, that if it needed to happen, you could make spring football work? I I think at this point anything's on the table, and and I do think. Uh, uh, that we have some peers who, who uh, even four to six weeks ago said, no way spring football, that I think now are saying, hey, spring football uh, is a better alternative than no football in the coming ac- academic year. So um, it, it wouldn't be ideal by any means, but I think we could make it work. And, <laughs> you know, it, it may be a little more challenging and uh, – Logan, Utah, than it is in San Diego, California. But uh, again, if, if that's if that's what we need to do to to be able to um, take care of the health and wear, welfare of our student athletes and our coaches and our staff, to be able to have a season, uh, to be able to you know um, have television, have our television contracts and be able to, again, it's not ideal, but having those games televised in the spring as opposed to not televised at all, you know, there's a revenue component there. There's a ticket sales component there. 
there's a student fee component there of being able to, you know, allow the students to, to attend those uh, games that they uh, pay that student fee, that a portion of that student fee is paid in for. So, so sure, I, you know, it's maybe not ideal, but uh, if we've got to do it for one year, uh, no different than some FCS leagues have already done. And, you know, California high schools just went to that here in the last couple of days. Uh, junior colleges are doing it. So um, it, it's certainly something that, uh, you know, we're, we're in conversation about and not plan A, but it's, uh, it's a plan out there that, that's had some drill down on it. So when I look at and, – and, and I go back and I look at the uh, how the conference tournaments in basketball – it just took a couple dominoes to fall, and then everything seemed to fall really, really quickly within hours of each other. Uh, is right now the biggest domino your other three Power Five conferences, namely the SEC? Like when they decide what they're going to do, do you think everything else will kind of fall into place after that? Yeah, I, I do. I, I think the uh, I think the largest dominoes, if if you will, to to expand on your analogy there are those three power five conferences and and i i think it's going to be sooner than later um uh, i'd be shocked uh if we don't have have some direction uh in the next 10 days i'd say by next friday which is the last you know uh july 31 i i think you're going to get a pretty good idea of of where it's going Hmm. And every day, your assumption on what that looks like probably changes too. Yeah, the lens the lens of it does change, um, you know, and, and it and it changes depending on whose perspective, you know. Yeah. Uh, I I talked to a couple of SEC administrators uh, over the weekend. I've I've talked to some other Power Five administrators and coaches, and it and and there's seems to be little different twists uh you know every every person you talk to there's a little bit of a different twist and and nothing that's consistent you know you would think if you had uh five or six of those all line up together you may say hey there seems to be some some coordination in this but i think everybody uh is trying to find a way uh to make it work out and and work what works that uh you know, at West Virginia may not work at Florida State or, or vice versa, you know, just uh, and, and everybody has their own twist to it. And, and I, I think there's got to be and, and and I'm not saying that there has been no collaboration. There's obviously been significant yeah. talks back and forth. Uh, but I think here in the next 10 days, uh, you know, you're, you're going to have to see some some decisions made moving forward. Yeah, there is definitely, um, you know, a time frame, and it's coming up quick on when they have to at least make some plans, Gordon. And I think a lot of that will hinge on the SEC and what they decide they want to do. Yeah, I agree with that. And you can tell in his responses that there's a whole lot going on in his mind. Uh, There's, you know, there's conflicting ideas, solutions, problems, and uh, they're all trying to figure it out, and the answers do not come easy. I will say this. When he was talking about pushing sports back on the calendar, I mean, you you and I have talked about that in the past. Is that being an act of desperation? Well, we're, we're kind of in a desperate time. 
And I wouldn't be a bit surprised to see some of that going on. Um, yeah, I guess and by, I, I and by some of that, I mean by some of that, I mean more of that. Right. I also wouldn't be surprised if we saw conferences that say we're going to do it. I yeah. mean, the SEC wouldn't surprise. I mean, they're still talking about doing a twelve-game schedule. BYU might be a part of that. And so I could see them saying, we're going to do it. We're going to do it our way and jump on board if you want. If not, figure, figure it out for yourself. And I, and I guess that was kind of his point there, too, is, you know, what's, what's capable or possible in Morgantown, West Virginia, might be different than Columbus, Ohio to Logan, Utah. thought it was interesting what he was saying about, you know, Logan is a little bit more of an isolated place. You know, how easy it is to, to get tests and how ac- uh, accessible are labs and things like that. You know, the University of Utah has a, as an advantage because, as we know, Gordon, we've talked to Dr. Delgado, uh, head of the labs there at ARUP, and they're right there, you know, right there on campus, ready to, to process tests. And I don't know if Utah's using them. I'm just using that as an example. So, you know, maybe what you can pull off in Logan is different than what you can pull off in uh, Lincoln, Nebraska. So, I mean, that's tough to coordinate, as I think he was kind of alluding to there. If you wanted to simplify this, it, it would be easy to do what I'm about to do, even though it may not be completely true. But you can boil it down to it comes down to money. That's what it's coming down to. That's why I think there's so much push to find a way to get this done. Uh, because if it was solely the, the health and welfare of student athletes, uh, I, I don't think uh, there'd be any question about some of the more dramatic things that we would see happen. But people are trying to save money. They're trying to get money. And that's what's happening. Now, I understand that money in it of itself is not evil. We're talking about people whose jobs are at stake and other factors involved in the whole thing. But I, I just if, if if there is another wave, if there if the weather changes and it gets more difficult, I I just see all kinds of landmines out there, and I'm not trying to be negative. I'm not rooting for that to happen. I'm I'm just saying, hey man, open your eyes and and look clearly at what the possibilities are and what the probabilities are and what the difficulties are in trying to get this done. I just think there's going to be delays. There's going to be delays. Join Scotty and Hans coming up on Friday, this Friday from 10 to 2 at Valley View Golf Course in Layton for the Mountainland Valley uh, Valley View Pro-Am supporting Primary Children's Hospital. Pretty cool, those guys up there on Friday. All right, more Big Show coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Blame it all on my roots, I showed up in boots. And ruined your blind tie affair The last one to know The last one to show I was the last one you thought you'd see there And I saw the surprise And the fear in his eyes When I took his glass of champagne And I toasted you Said, honey, we may be through But you'll never hear me complain Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Thank you very much for making us a part of your Tuesday. We greatly appreciate it. Hey, Jake, do boots uh, ruin a black tie affair? Uh, I think if it's black tie, you're not supposed to wear boots, right? You're not? 
don't know. Not sure that's what ruined said black tie affair in the song, though. I see. Are you uh, you wearing a lot of cowboy boots these days, Gordon? Is no, that what you're asking? No. no, I ask because I don't wear cowboy boots. But I just thought, are there fancy cowboy boots that you could get away with wearing? I think there are fancy wear. cowboy boots that you could get away with wearing to dress occasions, but black tie is supposed to be like tucks and tails, right? Yeah, but what's that got to do with shoes? Well, I think a, a certain type of shoe is appropriate with that uh, dress. Well. Okay. I no? Didn't know. I mean, you're not. if you're wearing tucks and tails and throwing on your keds, I think you're kind of defeating that whole thing, right? <laughs> no, but you can have, like, uh, some of those cowboy boots are mighty fine, you know, and they're... they're Again, they it's, it's showing up to a wedding and telling the bride and her groom, you should have married me. That's yeah. what's ruining the black tie affair. See, like no. the, like, like the, uh, I got you there, Austin. But, but Gordon, the, the point being, like, Mister T's, you know, big gold chains and stuff like that. They're pretty cool. They're pretty nice and probably pretty expensive. But I'm uh-huh. guessing not appropriate for a black tie party. <laughs> See, I don't know about that either. What about an Oscar I, the Graf except, shirt? Any good? Except, excessive jewelry would be a no-no. No, I guess more the type of jewelry. Yeah, like uh, Jake's $100,000 Rolex. It fits. That would work, right. But but uh, I don't know. Uh, the, Gordon's the, the, $10 the, Oscar the Grouch shirt. How about fit. this? The Miami Hurricane turnover chain. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't think you want to be wearing that to a black tie party. You mean Flavor Flav's clock that yeah, he's got right, around his neck? Like that. Yeah. Right, that might be really nice. But I don't know if it, it if it fits that kind of thing. So you're saying that it, no matter how expensive something is, that if there's too much of it, it's going to be unacceptable for a fancy black tie affair. I'm just well, more like this. There's a lot of expensive things that are certainly not appropriate for a black tie party. <laughs> okay. I never thought of that. Too, sorry, sir, you've got too much gold on. Well, you're like like your thousand dollar Jordans or whatever you wear around everywhere. Probably not suitable for for a black tie party. Ah, <laughs> okay. Now I understand. Expensive, but not appropriate. <laughs> okay. I'll tip my cap to you. Yeah, if you show up see, in a black tie affair. See, I, I sort of look at it differently. I think if it really costs that much, then you should be able to wear it. <laughs> That's why I wear my diamond crusted thong everywhere I go. <laughs> Cost me twenty five gur. I'm gonna wear it. I'm gonna wear it out. I'm really, I don't want to picture in my mind you wearing your your, your diamond crusted. You made the man. rule. You just made the rule. I'm just following your rules. If it's expensive enough, are you talking about a thong thong? Or are you talking about thongs? Then I'll talk to you after the show. <laughs> All right. With that, Austin with a whale tail out the back. Let's get out to the zone phone. Shiny. Joining us now, our friend Andrew from Wasatch Medical Clinic. And Andrew, a lot of people are going to need some help after this segment. <laughs> I'm going to hey, I'm going to wear my Jordans to church next time. I there know. you go. <laughs> there you go. Hey, seriously, though, let's help our listeners with their love lives. There's a lot of folks out there dealing with this. There's a lot of guys struggling with ED. I think there's more struggling than we even know or we'd like to admit. And they suffer in silence. Uh, for some reason, ED has a stigma of I'm less of a man. If I have ED, I'm less of a man. I do not think that's the case. I actually think that if you don't take care of the problem, you're maybe less of a man because you look at what happens to the relationship. 
look at what happens to you and your significant other and ignoring the issue or thinking that maybe it'll go away on its own is so much worse than manning up, getting the problem taken care of. We use acoustic wave therapy uh, that has been shown to increase blood flow naturally. After all, ED is a blood flow issue. Uh, It's the only treatment, as far as I know, that is not a pill, an injection, or surgery. Those are the options. And the pill does not work far too often. And we're seeing guys get a lot of relief from that and get the normal and the natural function back in the bedroom. And I I would guess that that's the big draw, right? Back to normal. In just a couple of weeks, you could be back to normal. Don't have to go through the routine with all the other treatments. Yes, that's the big draw. Uh, If the pills worked really well, there would be no need for us. We would not exist. Um, Guys would take the pill. They'd be happy. They'd take that for life. But the side effects are too much to bear, or it doesn't work in the first place, or there's a lack of spontaneity, or all three. And so guys are looking for something else. And I'll say this. If you're out there listening, things aren't as good as you want them to be in the bedroom, but maybe they're not zero. That's a great time to get it fixed. Often the easiest time to get you back to 100%. 801-901-8000. is the number to call. And right now they can get in and see the doctor and get a little something extra for free, right? Yes. This is the last segment of the day. Assessment, exam, consultation. You can ask the doctor anything that has been on your mind you've wanted to ask for so long. Uh, it's all free, plus a little special gift. This is worth a trip, in my opinion. Uh, instant results in the bedroom. That's going to be free as well. 801-901-8000. 801-901-8000. Give them a call, Wasatch Medical Clinic. Thanks, Andrew. Hey, appreciate it, guys. Thank you. All right, there you go. 801-901-8000. More Big Show coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Wrapping up a big show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone, a Tuesday show, comes and goes. And we're one day closer, Gordon, to the Jazz returning. Right on the edge. Right on the edge. I'm looking forward to it because I think they can do it safely. I think the bubble situation down there is the appropriate way to do it. And they're going to, I think they're going to pull this thing off. I think it's going to. It's going to happen. There might be a couple of bumps in the road, but I think on the whole, they're in a lot better shape than some of the other sports. I'm just glad we're going to get some jazz basketball back. Glad we're going to get a conclusion to the season. Glad we're going to uh, get an NBA champ. Glad we can break down the pick and roll once again. It's uh, it's nothing but positive. I think, you know, talking to jazz fans uh, out and about in the old community, Gordon, I think the, this is going to uh, lift some spirits here in town. One thing to keep an eye on is the intensity level. Because when you don't have fans loaded into the building, we know what that does. That ratchets up that uh, sort of uh, craziness in the building. And uh, will that be ratcheted up within the players uh, without that component? Uh, I, I tend to think it can be, but it'll be interesting to watch. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. All right, uh, we'll have a busy day. I'm sure we'll talk a lot of jazz basketball on the big show coming up tomorrow. Gordon, uh, you enjoy your evening. You too, Jake. Uh, All our listeners out there, stay sane, stay safe. We'll talk to you tomorrow on The Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.